Do the 50 years. Oh, I see. All right then. So yeah, so he uh, just extends his hand forward, um, and he offers it to you. Do you take it? You may not be able to guarantee your safety, but I will. And then I shake his. Oh shit. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> when you uh, go to shake his hand, uh, you just like as soon as you make contact, you just feel very tired. Um, like, just like almost immediately. Um, you can just see, like, uh, this, um, light, uh, traveling from you, and as soon as it, uh, meets his, uh, his hand, just turns black and just seeps into him. Um, and it just kind of feels like your blood is being drawn. Uh, it's not. Your blood's still in there. Uh, but it is that same kind of just draining feeling. Uh, probably, though, like, times ten. Like, it's just like this, like, uh, like, you feel, like, your arm getting cold like everything is being pulled out of you um and while you do this you see your skin like slowly starts to like uh discolor a little bit um and um it, you see like um your uh your hand becomes like starts to become like wrinkly a little bit like the veins start to become more prominent um you can feel your hair just kind of get longer uh like your um 
the, your recently buzzed sides uh, go through that like little like floof phase of like when you're like growing out <laughs> like um, an undercut. Yeah. Um, but then like oh my god, yeah, like that's what my quarantine. <laughs> is right now. <laughs> yeah, so your your hair is just kind of like growing and growing, um, and it just kind of like goes down uh, like back to your shoulders. So you just have like this long, like pretty like nasty mane in terms of like how it's being. Uh, taken care of because it's not like it's counting in the shampoos uh, that would yeah. happen. Um, your fingernails start to get longer um, and uh, you you feel like a little bit less strong. Uh, just like just a little bit like you're clearly ripped as hell um, but like yeah you, like, you feel weaker. Um, and it's the age. Yeah, yeah um, and just like your face feels like it's sagging off just like more and more like every few seconds you just feel like the years piling up um so i gotta ask how old was second before 19 or so <laughs> like 69 hell yeah oh hell yeah uh okay yeah so um you are now 69 years old um and oh my god you know what i just realized what's up does this make second a mill? It does. Um, so yeah, so like you're you're 69. You're not like all old and decrepit or anything like that. You were, but yeah. you are like yeah. It's also demon age. Yeah. So like the demon age stuff helps. Uh, but yeah, you do look like a um, just like an older adult woman. Um, oh my god. Yeah, like you look like you'd cause a real fucking problem in a target. Um, but in terms of age, but also um, your hair and like your nails and stuff, like you looked really unkempt, like if a Karen hadn't showered kind of thing. Um, oh but I also say, you know, it doesn't mean you ain't hot because uh, you are in fact still a demon lady and that's the, the peak of existence. So it's, you're, you're okay. Um, <laughs> You can feel, but like, yeah, you like your skin has like these like little blotches of like discoloration and stuff. Like your arm, oh. like your your arm feels a little bit like flabbier and stuff like that. Um, like just like all that uh, has happened to you, and so yeah, like you feel a ton older, um, and you just kind of this like moment hits you of just like oh like being like a hot twenty something, and then like being a like. 30 something that's like trying to work out like um what your life is gonna be and like what you want your life uh like like to become um and then like being 40 and looking back on your 20s and be like damn what happened like all that stuff um so i don't get the (laughs) i don't don't get the showers but i get the midlife crisis (laughs) yeah so like you're thinking about these things that would have happened but now you know will never happen uh so you (laughs) are like you have the mind of your like 19 year old self but the body of like a 69 year old uh demoness um yeah so not necessarily the best but um (laughs) the being in front of you does he he looks at you um and he just goes thank you it is a pleasure doing business with you but our deal is not complete i am good on my word um and at this moment um 
you just feel this powerful surge of energy in your head. It kind of just feels like a migraine, uh, and your vision just goes pure white. Um, and then that white just kind of goes into this like deep, like golden yellow, um, and just all this, these like words and stuff are flashing all around you. Um, and you see some ding dang visions. So um, just the first thing that flashes uh, at your head, uh, you see a whole bunch of like, kind of like like from age wise like uh 17 or maybe even like 15 to like early 20s uh you see a whole bunch of just like 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 woodstock teenagers like they look like straight from like a magazine from the 70s uh they are like are not very well kept or anything like that um they kind of look like hippies um and uh they um you see like this vision of just like a whole bunch of kids like that are around this age just like sitting in like this weird little like ranch place just kind of dancing and singing uh and then uh you like uh you just feel like your eyes moving through this uh, space uh they like pass through very quickly um and you see this like bundle of sticks that are tied together that uh have a small like like the blade of a hatchet in one of the sticks attached to a bundle of like a hundred or so sticks uh that are all tied together you don't know what this means you just see it um and you uh flash uh past that again and you just see um this text uh in every conceivable language uh that just appears before you uh you recognize two of the language you you know it's like it's the same word but you see like in infernal and you see in common uh, you see this word that just says inevitable uh and you uh pass through all of these uh all of these words and all of these scripts um and then you this one specific figure uh, who um is standing before you uh this like rapid movement of your vision stops um and you see this person who is like couldn't could not be older than like 19 maybe 20 uh they look kind of like you now actually they don't look like they've uh like had a bath or anything like that their fingernails are a little too long very dirty um they uh are like low-key kind of ripped like they like they're very skinny uh but anything that can be muscle is muscle they just have like, a very like tight figure um they're wearing like mm -hmm. this pair of like really baggy shorts um they have like this shoulder length uh uneven hair uh that appears to just be dirty blonde um and he is standing before you and he's holding and playing an acoustic guitar um it is not oh one God. you've ever seen kk slider no <laughs> it's not kk slider can you imagine oh my god you see a small white dog uh no um so <laughs> He is playing something. But you, God, I wish. He's playing something, uh, but you can't hear what he's playing. Uh, it is, of course, New Horizons by KK. No, it's um, so... It is, of course, KK Cruz. <laughs> uh, no. It's just. <laughs> Imagine if it was still cupped. <laughs> Um, yeah, you don't know what he's playing. Uh, it, he's playing it slowly, though, and he's just looking right at you. Um, and then you immediately, like, jump forward somehow. Like, like you like you push through this uh, figure's body kind of thing. Um, I, I'm, I guess I'm trying, kind of having trouble describing this motion. It's a little bit like, you know, the Adventure Time theme song of how, like, oh, there's all these characters showing up. And, like, you're just pat moving mm -hmm. through it. It's sort of like that, like that little ah, intro okay, part. Okay. Um, so... You push through his body, um, uh, not in a violent way, just like you move through it, kind of like you're like spectating in like a game of like Minecraft or something. Um, and yeah. <laughs> yeah, you just like fly through him, um, and then it is raining, and you are standing on top of the, in, in like this like forest environment. Um, 
and there's like this huge like stone altar or stage or something that he's standing on top of and he's just holding out this dagger sideways to you and like everything is dark and everything is like wet and covered in rain but this dagger is like catches immediate like your attention It is like, like uh, combinations of like dark gray, gold, and like uh, this deep red color. All, all of it. The blade is serrated in like this really like detailed weird shape, um, and the uh, hilt and the um, pommel of the blade have like this weird like um, almost like moth-like motif to it, uh, to where it like kind of looks like kind of bug-like. Um, and you see this blade, and he's just holding it out to you. Um, and you, uh, see around this blade, like, it just sounds like it's speaking to you. The, like, serrated, um, edge of the blade, um, just kind of, like, crackles with this red energy. Um, and something about it just draws you into it, and you know that this is the artifact that you need. Uh, and that this is the thing that Alvarez is looking for. You don't have any idea why, but you know this is the dagger that you need. Um... And then um, it pulls out of you. So, like, you, like, leap backwards um, and you see uh, on this figure uh, this, like, huge, like, green energy just, like, explodes. From outside of, uh, like, like something in the altar. Something is happening. Uh, and, like, this huge uh, bursting of light happens and just, like, shoots out everywhere. Um, and so you see all that. And then you see something else. So you see first, um, right after the explosion, this huge like layer of text shows up that just says inevitable, like inevitable, inevitable over and over again. In Comic Sans. In Comic Sans, <laughs> yes. No, um, it's it's more of like, I guess like in my head it looks kind of like the Wolfenstein font, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like that like like cool like harsh lettering. Uh, just like yeah, really valid. Yeah, just like passing through. Genuinely, you. Like, yes. <laughs> like it's changing from uh, like um, common uh, to infernal over and over again, um, and then it just kind of everything fades uh, to black, and you can't see anything. And then um, you start to feel like you wake up, but then like as you start to open your eyes, you're there very quickly shut again, and you see this like deep. Um, image uh far like like pulsing uh like a light um into the darkness of your eyes and you see like it starts to come closer and closer um and it's just kind of like um al almost like it's moving or it's like uh lighting up like a heartbeat kind of thing it's just very slow just like, boom, and you see um as it gets as close as it's gonna get to you uh you see this image it's a silhouette um and you see a tall woman with horns and a long gown uh and it's a silhouette so there's no actual details really that you can make out like on the figure uh you see uh and this is to the left so you see it's two figures left and right and the, fi the figure on the left appears to be a tall woman with uh, uh like kind of like long-ish horns um and long uh like um leather wings and then she extends her hand uh, out to the right um and to the right there's a figure who's a little bit shorter than her um and he 
appears to be a very handsome man, uh, just ju ju just judging from like the shape of like the face in the silhouette, and he um, has these like long feathered wings, uh, no horns, um, and you can see like some kind of glow coming from the top of his head, um, and they're both figures. Um, are holding onto in the center of them uh, this large mace, and the mace uh, seems to have this, this like shape of um, a sun uh, in the actual like the like the huge like ball of spikes is just like in the shape of a large sun, um, and they're both holding it together. Um, and this figure moves through you, and it seems like you're like the the tip of the mace, the part that's shaped like a sun, just like crashes through your vision, and then you wake up, and now you are falling again, uh, just like you were before. But this time, you are not falling into a lake uh, at the bottom of this tunnel. Instead, you are falling uh, just kind of endlessly into darkness. Ace, you are falling through this tunnel, uh, this huge, huge pit uh, into the earth, um, and you are just surrounded by darkness, but at the bottom of the tunnel is a bright white light. And as you are uh, crashing through the air and plummeting towards it, uh, as soon as you touch that light, uh, you wake up completely safe. Uh, you're not falling at all. You are in a huge library. Uh, this library is, of course, I mean, it's your library, um, and it's just, like, full of books. There's, like, no room, really, to walk around without potential and injury, unless you knew the place, uh, like, front to back, uh, which I'm assuming you do. Uh, can you, real quick, just, uh, describe this library for us? Okay, so, you know the library in Castlevania? That valid <laughs> like walls from like books from floor to ceiling like big staircases like things are like stacked on top of each other okay cool. really tight closed in yeah okay sick so um in this particular instance uh it is a lot dustier than it may uh, have been when you left it. Um, and the like the smell of books, uh, even though many of those books were very, very old, uh, it's just like completely like, like uh, it's, it's an almost like rantedly old smell. Uh, not a smell that you would necessarily mind, um, but uh, you like everything around you is so much older than when you left it. And when you look down at your hands, you also noticed uh, that they are very wrinkly and you are quite a bit older. Um, there's no way to know exactly how much older you are, but you are definitely, you are like a just an old tiefling person. And uh, it doesn't seem like you have any injuries really or anything like that like you seem like a pretty pretty healthy old person um and you are reading a book uh and that book is entitled fantasy america historia volume 328 uh and then uh at the bottom of the book uh like on on the cover it says uh the tale of the tunes of anarchy and you are reading through it, uh, and you know, uh, just from this vision, uh, this is not a book you in real life have read, but this version of yourself has read this book 
many, many times. Uh, and you know it to be a book of your adventures uh, with this, uh, the party that you are in right now. Um, and you are reading this book and it is just going through everything. Um, there are, like, like as you uh, kind of flip through it, you see everything that happened in Phandalin. You see everything uh, that is happening right now with the City of the Damned, uh, about the worm, about how you defeat it, about how uh, you go on from uh, that adventure to the next, to, like, a huge, beautiful forest adventure, and you see just all these things happening that are yet to come um, and that have not actually happened. But... This is a history textbook, so very clearly it has happened. And your presence here is very evident of the fact that you do win. Um, and you know uh, in this vision that you will successfully complete this adventure and you will live to tell the story. Um, however, there is a section towards the end called epilogues, um, and you're reading through it. You're flipping each page, um, and you're seeing the stories of what happens after uh, each of your friends complete this journey. Um, and you are reading, uh, some of them are very tragic, some of them are very happy. Uh, like, some people live longer than others, of course. Um, and you're just reading through the adventures of what is yet to come in their lives. Uh, and what is, like, what is not encapsulated in this one campaign, basically. So, you are flipping through, and you read, uh, you read, uh, Sekit's adventures, you read, um, Asa's adventures, then you go through, and you find, um, Azahi, you find Grey Owl, you find Abel, you find, uh, even, like, Victor Heathcliff has a section, uh, it's a small section, but it's a, definitely a section. Um, and you even you even read up on Bread Bowl, and you read up on like all these people you've come across. But you cannot find the page that is about you. Um, you're flipping through, and there just doesn't seem to be anything in this book. There's no like single page that's just dedicated to you, Ace. Um, and you're flipping through, and... Um, you do finally see something. Uh, it's not a page. It's not even in the index uh, in the back when you're looking for your epilogue. Um, but you find a footnote uh, on the bottom of a page, um, a page about one of the other people in the party. Um, and right at the bottom, uh, in parentheses, uh, there's just this section that says ACE. In it's like ACE, comma, epilogue, uh, colon. Um, and it just says, live the rest of their life in their library. And that's it. Uh, and that is what you'll forever be remembered as. Uh, seeing as this is gonna, you, like, you shaped the history of the world. Um, but after you went on this adventure, um, Ace didn't do anything. They just went back home and they lived out a normal, happy life. Um, free of adventure and free of anything daring and anything threatening you didn't save anyone else you didn't um, fight any other uh, great fights you just went right back to the library and you uh, see a few years later uh, just like in this uh, state like you just like skip a few years um, and you are um, standing uh, a few feet away uh, from a nursing home um, and you can see yourself. You are not 
you anymore. Uh, you are like a ghost. Uh, you have no corporeal form. You're just kind of a spectator. And you see okay. yourself in a nursing home. Um, and uh, you can see some people around you. Um, some people that look much older uh, than they did before. Um, uh, some of them you don't recognize, but some of them you do. Um, a few of your uh, very close friends from your party are there. Um, and they're just kind of watching you. Um, not everyone is there. Uh, Grey Owl isn't there. Um, Abel isn't there. Uh, and um, it's it's really just the people who would be, you know, younger uh, than your character are there. Um, so, of course, Victor Heathcliff is nowhere to be seen because he's old as shit. But um, you're standing there and you watch yourself uh, just pass away. Um, and you know that in this instance, you just lived a life sort of free from adventure after your one big one. Um, and you see, as after you die, everyone else goes home and they go back to their lives. Um, and you know that this, like, it, like your death uh, in this moment is just part of their story. Um, and that even your whole adventure that you lived through together uh, is just part of their story. See uh, everyone just kind of move on, um, and you know that they live a huge adventurous life after this uh, campaign, after this big quest that you're all going on. Um, but you, uh, you won't, uh, and you just see that you will be the only person to not live on forever um, in countless adventures. You kind of will only get the one. Um, and so after this realization, you, uh, feel yourself falling again. Uh, the, um, kind of the, uh, nursing home that you're in kind of just kind of collapses around you. Um, and it, it's, it's a very, like, Doctor Strange kind of thing. Like, everything's just folding in on itself, um, until you fall through a hole. Um, and then everything is plunged into darkness once again. Uh, there is another light at the, uh, bottom of this, uh, eternal darkness that you found yourself in. And you're falling through it, um, at the standard 9.8 meters per second squared. Um, and then you just crash through the light and you fall into this huge room full of mushrooms, fungus, and molds of all kinds. Uh, it smells real, real dank, um, and real bad, but, um, it's just like a very earthy room. So you... Uh, you fall down into it, uh, the mushrooms catch your fall, you're fine, um, but you look up, and there's this being that you've seen many times now, uh, and it is the priest of the worm, uh, who, uh, is, um, wearing these, like, long black feathers and this, like, skull on the top of their head, um, and they are just looking into you. Uh, but they don't may have any kind of facial expression or anything like that. Uh, they're just doing the thing that, like, when you look into a skull and, like, it's just completely expressionless. So, uh, the creature approaches you, um, and just says, I am the priest of the What you have witnessed is a visage that cannot be erased. It is carved into the fates, into the tapestry of all that is to come and all that has happened. See?
So, Sister Grey Owl, you are falling through this tunnel. Uh, this, like, long, uh, long hole that you've jumped into. Um, and you don't see a light at the bottom, but instead, uh, you see the ground at the bottom. Uh, go ahead and make a constitution saving throw. I got an eight. An eight? Okay. Uh, that is unsuccessful. Um, and when you're falling, uh, you feel your body collapse on the ground. Um, and you feel your bones shatter. Uh, your skull is broken. And you feel... The last thing you feel is just this strange warmth overtake your entire body. And you just feel like things are just leaving you. Uh, and that warmth is replaced very soon uh, with a coldness that comes from your body feeling like it's hollow. Um, and this is the moment where you fall to your death and you are dead. As your consciousness fades from your eyes, you wake up again uh, in a strange place. Uh, it is a place you've never seen before. Um, but when you wake up, you wake up in space. Uh, you, like, you open your eyes, um, and surrounding you are these stars and the cosmos and, uh, this, I mean, the void, uh, for sure of space. So, like, you're not standing on anything, uh, but your body is back intact and it's kind of beautiful. It's just all around you are stars and all around you are... Uh, these like different like gases and stuff like that. Uh, you can't see any planets. Uh, all, like you are in, I guess the spatial equivalent or the cosmo equivalent of the nowhere. Um, and you look around and nothing is around you. What do you do? Am I able to breathe? Uh, yeah. Strangely enough. Um, I didn't even know how I would move. Can I move? Uh, you can try. Uh, when you move your arms through your air, through, through the, or I guess not really the air, when you move your arms through space, you don't, your body doesn't move at all. You just kind of float. It's like you're trying to swim through the air, but there is no air and also nowhere to go. Can I speak in space? You can try. Hello? There's no answer. Oh, um... But you do hear yourself. Hmm. That's kind of weird. I... Am I dead? There's no answer. Is there anybody here? You do see a small flicker of light uh, in front of you. Um, just kind of like coming from seemingly nowhere. Um, and the small flicker of light starts to get bigger. Just a little bit. Um, and it forms... About, about the size of like a baseball uh, uh, and you have no idea how far or close it is to you. You know it's out of reach but you can't, you don't know if this is a large thing far away or a small thing up close. But uh, you do know is it's slowly getting brighter and brighter uh, but it's still not leaving this field like this small ball um, and as it gets brighter everything else gets darker um, and it seems like the stars start to fade and the like the cosmos uh leaves your view 
um, and this ball gets a little bit brighter and a little bit brighter, and slowly, uh, over the course of a few minutes, um, it uh, is about the size of, like, um, a large beach ball now of light. Uh, but everything else around you is just complete darkness, and you can't see anything. Um, and when everything goes dark, this ball stays lit. Um, and you don't know for sure, but you feel like it's looking at you, but you don't even know how that would happen. What do you do? Can I talk to it? Uh, go for it. You can try. Um, hi. Do, do you speak? Uh, who, who are you? Uh, it does not respond. It just looks at you. So it's got eyes. Uh, it doesn't look like it have eyes, but it feels like it has eyes. Okay, okay, okay. Um, well, my name is Grey Owl. It um. blinks a little bit, like it flashes a little bit. Like it oh. kind of recognized what you said. Oh, oh, do you, do you do Morse code? It doesn't do anything. Okay, good, because I don't know more. <laughs> Are you dead? It flashes again. Am I dead? It flashes again. Oh. Are you... Wait, where are we? Do you know where we are? It flashes one more time. Hmm. So this is a yes or no question. Okay. So I can only basically ask yes or no questions. So do you know a way to get out of here? It doesn't do anything. Do you know for close to other people? It doesn't do anything again. Did you come here purposely to find me? It flashes. Do you have a name? It flashes again. <gasps> Could you tell me your name? It doesn't do anything. Do you have a home? It, uh, it, yeah, it doesn't flash. I don't know what to do. <laughs> can, I can't, is it reachable? Can I touch it? Uh, you can try. <gasps> can I touch it? Make a dexterity check. I got a tool. Okay. Uh, so you reach your hand out and you uh, put your hand close. Um, and it, you just kind of feel like it sucks you in a, just a little bit. Like it's just out of reach, but you can feel your hand go into it. Um, and this powerful warmth goes through your body. Um, and you can just hear the sound of singing. Um, from like thousands of different voices, uh, all from different tempos and all from different keys. Like you have no idea what songs they are. Uh, you catch uh, hints of different hymns uh, that you would know from your uh, days as a nun, um, but none, none of them are coherent. Some of them are backwards, some of them are forwards, all at different speeds. Uh, it's very overwhelming. Uh, when you put your hand uh, into this being um, and you see very briefly uh, like in a split second you see this face that just has thousands of eyes and 
like seven wings, it appears. Uh, you, um, it's like it's has a really wicked looking tongue, just kind of like moving out through what you could assume is a mouth. Um, its body is really strange. Uh, it has like it's sort of humanoid. You can't really describe it. It looks just horrific. Uh, there's wings that are covering its face, uh, wings that are covering its back, uh, its feet, and its arms, and it's just like, you just very briefly see this strange creature fly at you, um, and it's the last thing you see uh, before the light starts to go around, uh, around you. Um, the singing starts to die, um, the feeling starts to die, uh, you are no longer overwhelmed. If anything, you're underwhelmed. That is no word, but you get it. Um, and the light fades, and you don't see anything. You are just in a void, and there is nothing. Nothing? Nothing. No stars. There's no stars. No light. Just nothing. Mm-mm. There's nothing. You are dead, and there is nothing. No Jesus? Not here. Hmm. Can I move here or is this place also like space? Uh, it doesn't, like you are not standing on anything. You're just floating somewhere or nowhere. So I take that as an I can't move. Uh, not, like, like you can do that kind of swimming through the air thing, but it there's no frame of reference to suggest that you are or aren't moving you know like you would have no idea okay um can i speak yeah try it is there anybody out there like anybody here there's no way for you to know okay um um can i like look around like do a 3 full 60 look around like turn around yeah you do uh when you do that you it's like it's kind of a struggle to move through this space um and yeah you look around and honestly you have no idea when you like like if you've gotten back to where you started or not everything is just this identical blackness that fills everything around you um you have no idea how big the space is or how small it is what about above me and below me above you it's the same thing like you have no frame of reference to where you are in this space uh and you don't know what the space is but there's just kind of nothing i don't know how to feel i feel like my character expected heaven just disappointment yeah in rage and just I don't know so uh, when you think about those things uh, slowly um, or I guess it would be slowly but because of the experience you've had it feels very quick um, you feel the sensation of falling again like something is like you were sinking very quickly in this environment um, and you are plummeting once again uh, through, uh, like, what it feels like time and space, um, and, uh, you recognize again, uh, there is a light at the bottom, um, and you're, uh, 
be very quickly pulled uh, through through it. Um, and it looks like you're back in that tunnel uh, that you uh, jumped down to in the first place, the hole. Um, and as you are like flying through the air towards it, um, you pass through this light um, and you continue to fall uh, through it and you land um, kind of hard, uh, but not like in a way that, da that would damage you um, on this strange like fungal matter uh, that you don't recognize. Um, and you stop like falling, uh, you've landed, uh, you look around, you are, you are in a room full of fungus and mushrooms and earth. Um, and when you look up, you see this strange figure. Uh, it's this figure that you've seen many times before. Um, it is the being uh, that will soon introduce itself as the priest uh, from what you've heard from the floating head, St. Kalpa. Um, but before you can go any further, cutting away uh, to the one person we have not gotten to yet, Panera, are you there? Mayhaps. Oh, yeah, I'm talking. <laughs> so, um, you see uh, a site that I won't repeat um, again because we've gone through it several times now. Uh, but you're falling through a hole and you're falling towards a light and you crash through that light onto the other side and are now in the room of fungus. Um, and you skipped right here somehow. Um, you didn't, you, Panera wouldn't know this, but Jordan would. Uh, you don't see any vision. You, you just pass right through. Um, and you <laughs> land in this room and you are confronted by a being, uh, a dark being. Uh, it's the same being that you've seen throughout the town. Uh, it has a cuirass of feathers that goes all the way down, um, uh, to seemingly its entire torso and, uh, what it may, it, it may have legs. You, you actually wouldn't know, uh, you haven't seen um. its legs. It's just like this mass of feathers and a skull on top of it. Um, and it looks at you, um, and, uh, you recognize this being as the creature that not only you saw throughout the town, but also the creature that you saw in the tree that fateful evening when you made a deal with it and uh, when you released it from its imprisonment in the earth. Um, and it looks at you and it just says, Welcome to my sanctuary. I am the priest of the worm. Hi. was informed that the worm wasn't real. Yes. Well, the worm's existence does not matter. For I am real. And I can show you anything. Oh? Yes. You gave me this opportunity. And so, I would like to gratitude, and I will not show you your greatest fear. I will not show you a horrible visage. 
Jesus. <laughs> I have decided to grant you my mercy. Instead, I would like to offer you a deal. And we will get back to that in just a second as to what that <laughs> might be. Um, so, Abel, you have uh, confronted this being uh, who uh, looks at you, um, and uh, it's just, it feels like it's making eye contact with you, though uh, the deer skull on its head has no eye sockets, um, but it's just looking into you and looking into your soul. Uh, it looks at you, and it just introduces itself, and it says, I am the priest of the worm, and this is my sanctuary. You have seen a visage. This is a vision of what has happened. It is a vision of fate etched into a tapestry to define your life and your path. Oh, what? You mean my fiancé murdering me after I to her? Yes. Oh, I wouldn't have guessed. Do you still love her? Is she still alive? I can give you that information at a price. And what price would that be? I feed energy. I feed on time. If you were to bestow upon me half of your days on this world, I will grant you knowledge and I would even reunite you and your beloved Clara. Yeah. I'm not gonna do that. You may never see her again. I'll find a way. You will never know why she killed you. Maybe not. <sighs> but I'll see her again one day. You may, unless she is gone. Yeah. Unless she is. I see. Alright then. Uh, and, uh, you feel this sensation of falling once again, um, as the, uh, mushroom underneath you, uh, this, like, strange, uh, flooring, uh, just gives out. You just kind of, like, squish through it. It's, like, really disgusting. Um, as, uh, the, as you just, like, fall through this, like, heavily decayed uh, mass uh, on, uh, on the ground, and you fall through it, um, and you begin uh, the descent of this strange bottomless falling once again, um, and you are in nowhere. But we'll get back to you after these short messages. Asa uh, and Azahi, uh, you are confronted by this being. And the being introduces himself, um, and it says, I am the priest of the worm. 
I have shown you a visage. It is a path, a path etched in fate and in the tapestry of our world. And what about it? Would you like it undone? Can't really do that now. You would be surprised. I can change the course of fate with a wave of my finger. It just kind of like when it does that, it just kind of like flashes its hand towards you, and it's this like real, very large, like bony appendage uh, with uh, six fingers on it, uh, and it waves uh, past you. Would you like your mistakes forgiven? No. What if I told you I can bring your brother back? Well, then I would hear you telling me that. What if I told you that in exchange for your life, I can bring him back to this world, and your mistake would be forgiven, and his life would be brought forth? You would forgive me for my mistake. He wouldn't, and neither would I. What if, instead of that, you give me half of your life and I return to you his body so that you may bury him? What's been done has been done. What if I just move on and accept what happened? Accept that it's, it's not going to change. It is your choice to make, but I will inform you that if you do not take this deal, you will not see him again. I don't need his body to respect him, to honor what he was, all the good and bad he did. Very well. You there, Asa. Yeah. I will offer you a similar proposition. If you would like to bring back the life of this boy, I can take your life for his. You give me your remaining life force and I will set him free. But you may also Give me half your years on this earth, and I will return to you his body. No. Very well. How about a third proposition? If you give me a fourth of your years on this world, I will give you solace. I will delete your mistake from the memories of every being in this world. I can take that away and no one will remember the mistake that you made. You can return home. You can be free of your past decisions. What say you? No. Very well. None 
and the fuel courses will be changed. And, uh, he, uh, well, he doesn't do anything. Uh, he doesn't wave his hand or anything like that, but slowly, um, you feel uh, a sinking sensation. Your bodies, uh, moving very quickly, uh, through the floor below you. As this, like, mushroomy floor just kind of, like, uh, squishes and is separated by the, uh, the weight of your bodies, um, and you plummet through the floor, and you start, uh, falling, uh, once again. Ace. Uh, the creature approaches you, um, and just says, I am the priest of the worm. What you have witnessed is a visage that cannot be erased. It is carved into the fates, into the tapestry of all that is to come and all that has happened. <laughs> it is a real bad time down there, um, and what you have seen is completely irreversible, unless we can make a deal. What kind of deal are we making? What happens is that, unless you take on this deal, you will live the rest of your life peacefully and happily and free of adventure, and no one will know your name. So, I have a chance to undo this from history, the history that is yet to come. If you give me your entire life, I won't take it right away, but instead, I will give you a glorious death in battle. And when you die, your life force will be given to me. You have no idea when it will happen, but it won't necessarily happen soon. You will die a hero, and it will not matter as to what your epilogue will be, because you will be remembered in your death. Or, you may give me half of your life force, and I can ensure you that your adventure will never end. So if I give you, like, half my life force, like, will I look old? Yes. Is that how this works? Pretty much. I don't, I don't really want to look old, but, like... Mm, I see. Well, with the first deal, you wouldn't look old. I would just take your life later. What do you do with, like, the life force? I feed on it. Hungry for time. I feel, I feel like you should expand your palate a little bit. I suppose I could work on stealing the energy from gods. But unfortunately, I cannot eat mortal foods. I do not have a digestive system. Or a mouth, or a tongue, or saliva to break down food inside my mouth, which does not exist. You know, I'm kind of cool with living a peaceful life after this. I didn't really want to get sucked into it anyways. What? Like, it's cool, it's fine, but, you know, I kind of want to just go back to my library. I'm, I'm cool with reading the people in the books. I don't really need to be someone in 
Are you sure you will live your life without a legacy? Yeah. you feel this sensation of the entire floor uh, falling uh, out from under you um, as these mushrooms like this fungus and this mold just kind of start to part below your feet as your like your body weight just takes you under uh, just like into the world below you um, and it just kind of squishes all around you kind of like when you just bite into a mushroom like on pizza or something um, and you just like fold into it and you fall through the ground, and you are falling in a pit. Um, once again, just as you were before, but this time, you are not falling towards a goal. Um, and instead, you are just falling in this eternal darkness. Sister Grey Owl, you um, are in this room uh, in this room uh it is filled with uh mushrooms and fungus and decay uh the whole world it seems smells like just like the epitome of like earth um i think i already described it as uh like underneath the floorboards of a whole foods kind of moving but you just hear um you hear this message and it says i am the priest of the world the visage you have just witnessed is a guarantee. It is a definite. It is a script carved into fate like stone, and it is permanent. But I will offer you a deal to change it for the entirety of your life, for every drop and essence of life force inside of you. I will guarantee that you will die, and when you die, you will meet with your creator, and you will live out eternity in a prosperous heaven of God's own creation. I can guarantee your salvation. What say you? How do I know you're telling the truth? I can control the fates. I have no reason to lie. Well, how are you able to guarantee all this stuff? I can change fate. I can create a god. I can create a heaven. And I can create a love between a divine being and the pupils among this world. You can create God? I can manipulate fate. I can make it to where creation happens exactly as you wish. I can make it to where everything was made by one God. I can remove gods and deities and higher beings from pantheons and place them inside as I wish. How do you have this power? Have you ever heard of the Tapestry of Fate? The Tapestry of Fate is a set chart created by the goddess Frigg that establishes everything and anything in this world. It is a timeline for the world to operate in. Everything that can happen and will happen is in this tapestry. But 
I dedicated my life to studying it, to getting close enough to it, to manipulate it, and I was banished inside of it. I can change and I can alter this reality into anything that I want. I am the tapestry and the tapestry is me. If I wish to alter it, I can. I am like a virus in its nervous system. So because you studied the tapestry, you have that power? But well, I, I studied it to a point where I figured out I could like enter it and stuff. And so I did do that. I did in fact enter it. And then I, I'm like in there fucking things up. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. So theoretically. Yes. If I studied the tapestry too, I could enter with you. If you had access to it. Do you know where it is? I do. Will you tell me? I could reveal this information to you at a price. No. If you were to give me half of your life force, I would tell you where you can access the tapestry. You could make anything you want to happen, past or present. You could see any vision, and you could display anything as I have for you. So... I could make God real then, right? Of course. Or you could find out whether there is or isn't a God. But you just said you make God real. I could. As if you were uh, as if you weren't already real. Are you saying that he might be real? This is information that I can reveal to you. Here's, here's, what, here's, what, I, here's what I was trying to get at. There may or may not be a god, but there's no way to be 100% certain. So I can give you that clarity, and I can make that answer yes. Uh, and either that could mean showing you that there is in fact a god, or it could be making one from scratch. But either way, if you take my deal, there will definitely be a god, and you will definitely be united with him. Or, you could take my second deal and learn how to access the power to make this happen for yourself. But then that would mean I would be playing god. Yes. And isn't that what any creature would want? I don't want to play God. I'm not supposed to. I'm a nun. I worship him because of the message he gives, not because he's real or not. If he's not real, he's not real. That happens. I've already faced the fact that that may happen. I see. Do you deny my offers? I'm sorry. I'm taking a while to think this through. I'm like, oh. It's a lot to take in. It is. How long do I have to think about it? In this moment, pretty much. Okay. Um, no. I don't take your offer. That I won't be 100% for certain. And that's how I felt before. Thank you very much for the offer, though. You know what? That's the first thank I, I've, I think that's the first thank you I've ever received down here. I will now... Yeah, well, you, you passed the trial of the worm. Good job and stuff. Um, and uh, as he says that, um, 
uh, you feel the floor begin to sink uh, below you um, as the uh, the f- like the fleshiness of the um, uh, the like the mushroom carpeting uh, just starts to become very soft um, and your feet just start to sink into it kind of like when you wear like boots in like very wet mud um, and it just starts to slowly pull you down into it after a few seconds of being slowly sucked into the ground uh, it just very quickly gives way and you just like just fall completely through uh, the flesh of these mushrooms um, like you just like squish through it um, and it feels horrible uh, but not in a pain kind of way just in a ew that's gross kind of way um, and uh, very soon you find yourself uh, falling uh, through another tunnel um, just like you were before and a light appears below you and as you continue to fall uh, and as you hit the light you're now uh, reunited with everyone else uh, but there's the trick. Uh, you're all now falling uh, in to another darkness, but you're united. Uh, so, um, Azahi, Asa, Abel, Grey Owl, and Ace and Second, you are all falling at the same speed uh, towards a sa- the same goal, and you all see each other um, for the first time in what feels like a very long time. Uh, because, uh, you've had a real rough day. So, Panera, um, you are back, uh, with this being, the priest. Um, and it looks at you, and it has shown you something. Uh, through this huge portal-like window that has just opened up through these different, uh, spores and molds. Like, it kind of, like, the whole world kind of separated, um, like a mouth. And uh, is just revealing to you um, your friends and your fellow party members uh, falling uh, through this space. And the being uh, looks at you um, as you watch your friends fall. And it just says, They have witnessed horrible pains, but I can make it worth their time. I can make everything worth their time and their pain, but I need something from you. What do you want? You see, here's what I showed them. So, uh, before you can react, um, what feels like all at once, uh, you see the visions of everybody. Uh, everyone in your party, you see everything that they have seen. Uh, you see, uh, Abel being killed by her fiancé. Uh, you see Azahi's brother dying in his arms. You see a, uh, child dying at the fault of Asa. You see a godless death for Grey Owl. Um, you see Seket's lover being killed and punished. And you see, uh, Ace... Um, realizing that uh, at the end of their adventure with all of you um, they will no longer have a path and they will no longer have a life and you see and you feel all of this pain uh, from what I'm presuming to be your closest friends um, all at once, all within a second Um, and you are standing before them Uh, you can see them, they can't see you 
uh, and they are all just falling uh, through the air. Um, and the priest looks at you, um, and he just says, I can take their pain away. If you give me your life, I can remove all of their troubles. If you give me half your life, I can remove the pain of one of them. I can make their problem vanish, and I can save them from a fate most horrible. What say you? Um, so for half my life, I can get rid of only one of their pain? Yes, or for all of it, you may give away everything. <laughs> and if I do give you my life, am I just going to die? Yes. <laughs> hmm. I I'll take that deal. Which one? I want all of their pains to go away. Oh shit. Alright, yeah. so, um, <laughs> he, uh, extends a hand to you, uh, and suggests, I guess, uh, through context clues, that you should take it. I'll take his hand. Okay. Uh, so you, uh, as soon as you touch his hand, you feel this strange feeling. Uh, you just start to get very tired. Um, like you haven't gone to sleep in three days, kind of tired. Um, and you, uh, just kind of fall to your knees, um, and you can just feel your life fading. Um, and you can feel the, uh, branches and your wood just kind of creaking and wilting, uh, very quickly, unnervingly so. Um, but everyone else, uh, you see, uh, through this weird, like, exchange of life force, uh, you can see a window into, uh, the other side, and you can see Panera giving her life force to this being, taking the deal that none of you took. Do you do anything? I scream. Okay. Panera? Uh, no, stop. Uh, Panera, uh, make a wisdom saving throw. Oh, yay. Okay, I got a 17. Okay, wow. Uh, so I also got a 17. Um, and you know what that means. So, what is, how, what's the best way this, this can turn out for you? I don't hear it. <laughs> is that what, so that's, that's what you want to happen? Yeah, kind of. Okay, uh, so I'll say then, uh, the opposite of that'll happen. Uh, I, I thought, my, my original thing was, oh, you won't hear it. But if that's what you want, uh, then what I don't want is for you to hear it clear as day um, and see all of your friends panicking um, at your sacrifice. So... Go ahead. If just roll a d20, no modifiers against mine. Just tell me what you get. Um, I got a 18. Damn. All right. Uh, so yeah, you do not hear screaming as, and you kind of like while you're making this exchange, uh, it's almost like it's fall around you. Um, as your leaves start to brown, 
um, these like beautiful shades of like yellow and uh, like orange and stuff like that. And they all just start falling off of your branches um, onto the ground. And yeah, your leaves are fading um, quite a bit. Um, and uh, in terms of height though, uh, even though you are starting to change very quickly, you actually notice um, you grow about an inch from this very quickly because you know the older trees get the bigger they do so uh you um kind of start to expand a little bit um but you feel yourself dying and you feel your uh wood uh starting to get um older so while this is happening everyone else that isn't panera uh you see this all going down and what do you do know that she didn't hear your first call but what would you like to do? Can we all scream? Go for it. So, yeah, yeah. Can we, like, try to stop this? Uh, yeah. I mean, you just tell me what you do. Can can we all, like, roll against Fenera? Screaming as loud as we can. Uh, yeah. Actually, um, I'll say you don't have to roll against Fenera. You will have to roll against me, though. Uh, but go ahead, um, and roll Charisma... All together. So everyone everyone who isn't Panera, go ahead and roll. Um, we'll add it up, and then I will roll something. I don't know. I got a 19. Okay, cool. Uh, 19. What did everybody else Oh, wow, okay. We're rolling high today. You all roll. Um, and what do you all say? You don't have to do this. Please. Stop this. Like, reverse this. Don't do this. Wait, can we cry out to the beast and stop? Uh, I mean, yeah, like, y'all are all crying, um, uh, and all that. Uh, you can say anything you want to, but, uh, but yeah, like, the effect, the effect happens. So, um, y'all are yelling, um, and, uh, Panera, you can hear them. Y you look up a little bit, and, um, you see your friends, um, panicking, and they look really scared, and they're all yelling your name. Uh, you can only kind of hear it. It's very faint. Um, but it's it's loud enough now that you can finally hear it. Um, and you can see them all very clearly, though, just yelling out uh, yelling out to you. Um, and while this happens, uh, these visions uh, pass before you, uh, just memories um, of your time uh, alive. Uh, you remember the first time that you met everybody in uh, Phandalin, uh, and you think about um, the first words you ever said to them, uh, which are, um, who, who's checking my vibe, um, as a sword, uh, fell to the ground, uh, that was being wielded by a, uh, horrible skeleton, uh, and you remember that sword, uh, is the same exact sword that you named Breadbowl, um, and, uh, the, you remember the first time you ever met Breadbowl, the first time you ever picked up Breadbowl, um, and the first time you ever taught it not to strike um not to be violent um and uh not to be a sword L like not not to be a sword of destruction just to be itself um and you are thinking about that um you remember in wave echo cave when you enchanted uh bread bowl and when you um used that enchantment to uh teach bread bowl to plant flowers and to create life um and you um you remember all the battles you were in and you remember how you never used that sword to take a life 
Um, and then you start thinking about your friends, um, and you start thinking about your adventure, and you start thinking about Bernie uh, at the party yesterday, and um, you uh, start missing Bread Bowl. You start thinking about him in the um, the closet alone um, and afraid. Uh, you start you think about how happy Bread Bowl was when uh, you re-encountered him um and him just crying out to you you just think about all these thoughts of your adventures um of the people that love you the most and of the person that loves you the most your sword bread bowl um and as you are all panicking and as panera as you are dying asa make a hope saving throw Thirteen. Thirteen. Um, so you sit there, and you start to hope, and you grasp your necklace, and I don't know if Asa is religious. I don't know what she believes in. Uh, but for just a moment, you feel Max's presence uh, when you grip this necklace, um, and he looks at you, um, and it's it's like it's almost like you aren't falling anymore. It's almost like you're standing in that desert um, in the town uh, that you met him in. Um, and he's just looking at you um, and he's smiling. And he looks okay and he looks safe. And he looks at you like you're his friend and he just looks excited. Like, so just excited to see you. He doesn't look mad or anything like that. Um, and then... Uh, it was just a very brief encounter. Uh, you look up, um, and you can see a strange sort of portal forming above Panera's. Um, and out of this portal, uh, just ejecting downwards, uh, towards her and towards the beast is a bright green, strange, serrated blade, uh, just violently charging downwards. Um, in the the person who's holding the sword is none other than Victor Heathcliff Heathcliff. As he charges downwards, uh, in one hand wielding a bread bowl, and in the other hand holding the head of Sankalpa, um, as they're all uh, yelling down and they're annoying voices, you just hear like, YES, MISTRESS! And also like, YES, AND I AM HERE AS WELL! Yeah, it's not gonna, it's not gonna be like last time when I couldn't beat you! Um, and they fly down through the air, um, and they just strike directly into, uh, the priest's hand. Um, and, uh, the priest's hand just shatters, uh, the bones go everywhere as, uh, Red Bull slices it, uh, just clean in half. Um, and the, uh, beast just lets out a- Um, and, uh, he flies backwards, um, and Panera, you, uh, you are not dead, um, you have wilted quite a bit. Um, you feel uh, as though you've aged about 25 years, um, but you are alive. And you stand up, and Victor turns to look at you, and he's like, Madam, I believe this belongs to you. Um, and he throws your sword uh, towards you. Um, and you don't have to roll. 
because there's no challenge. Uh, you are reunited with your sword, Bread Bowl, um, and it just lands firmly in your hand. Um, and it looks at you, and it just says, Mistress, let's plant some flowers. Um, and uh, suddenly, um, you're falling, uh, everyone, uh, stops, and you fall just through the wall. Uh, like, like uh, you're f flying towards a light, uh, but your path just changes completely, and you just fly through this barrier in the side of the wall and just cl crash through it, and you hear the sounds of glass, but there's no glass around you. Uh, but it's, it's like you crash through a window, but the window does not exist, and you land in this room. When you look back to see where you fell from, uh, the mushrooms have replenished themselves and you were just in this chamber. You are all united. Uh, and before you is the, the priest of the worm, uh, rearing an attack. Um, and it looks at you all um, and it just said, I will take your lives no matter what. Um, and necrotic energy just starts forming around it. Um, and before, I say roll for initiative. You see another figure fall through this portal from the top um, and just crash uh, through in front of you all. Um, I'm going to say, uh, Azahi, make a dexterity saving throw. Five. Five. That is unsuccessful. So you just feel uh, this large being just collapse on top of you. Um, and um, it doesn't do any damage. It's just like a... It, it, it almost feels like not an attack, but a very large hug. Um, and you see um, this uh, being uh, stand up, um, and it's none other than your good friend, P. Um, and uh, she's holding you down, um, and she's like, Oh, oh, so sorry there, uh, fella. Like, wait, oh. does that mean I win the wrestling? This time. <laughs> All right, well. We can do a proper rematch some other time, but let's just say it's one for one. Uh, and she stands up, um, and you are all, as an entire group, united against this threat. Um, and the um, priest, very angrily, uh, now uh, with just one hand instead of two, uh, because Red Bull just slashed it right out, um, is going to attack. Um, and necrotic energy just flows all around him, and I will ask all of you to roll for initiative. Two. Five. Nine. Panera, what did you get? A six. Wow, okay, great. So, <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we used all of our high rolls when they most battered, honestly. Uh, that's okay. So, um, you're all there, and you're all, uh, ready to attack. And so, um, it's gonna be... Uh, Asa, you said you got a nine? Yeah. Okay, so uh, you will go first, because I also rolled very badly. We are not those magic cards? Yes. Uh, and you just launch it at the priest? Yeah. Okay, uh, roll charisma. Sixteen. Okay, uh, that is successful. So uh, you launch this card through the air, um, and it just, like, uh, explodes immediately on impact. Um, and he just like pushes his shoulder back violently, uh, but he still continues to charge uh, this uh, strange energy. Um, so, um, uh, Panera, 
right? It's your turn? Uh, maybe. <laughs> what did you get? A six. Okay, uh, it's either you or Abel's turn. I forgot. Abel, what did you get? I rolled a five. Okay, yeah, so it's Panera's turn. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Mistress, if I may make a recommendation, I think we should kill the guy. Well, g- killing isn't always good. No, but I think this time it's pretty good. <laughs> You've taught me a lot, but I want to wreck havoc. <laughs> I want to break this man's. Is is uh, Red Bull lit up? Oh, he is very bright. He is illuminating this entire room for you. The time has come. I guess I I'll guess try I'll to impale, impale the guy. Okay. Uh, so, uh, you charge forward, and if I'm being completely honest, uh, Red Bull is doing a lot of the charging here. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, you rush forward, and just violently, um, and it's, again, it's not your violence, it's, uh, Red Bull's passion, uh, just sears, uh, through his, through his blade, and just pierces directly into, um, the being. I won't make you roll for the pierce, but I will make you roll for the damage. Just go ahead and roll, um, one extra d8 because enragement. Oh, lovely! Um, four. Okay, total? Yep. Alright, uh, so, uh, you pierce him and the flames go through and they just sear, uh, this being, uh, and he just pulls back very quickly, so the sword wasn't in him for very long. Um, that is how we will explain that. And so, um, he, uh, just reaches out, um, and he shoots a wave of necrotic energy at everyone. Uh, so, uh, everyone make a wisdom saving throw. 14. Mm-hmm. 15. Mm-hmm. 15. Mm-hmm. A nat 20. Little diddly on the keys. Okay. Uh, so, uh, he, uh, shoots this out, uh, but it just kind of, like, misses completely, and it just, like, shoots into the, like, walls and ceiling, uh, probably because he was just stabbed, um, and he just, like, reacted. A bunch of spores just start falling through, like, down off of the, uh, walls and stuff like that. It's, like, it just, like, cuts through this room, and, like, very quickly, uh, is rotting the environment that you're in. Panera, you got a natural 20, so I am going to say, uh, you can add one extra effect to something. So, like, what do you want to happen? He said that things are falling from the ceiling. Can one of those hit him? Okay, yeah. Uh, well, it, they're just, like, mushrooms. It, it would be like, it would be yes. like a water balloon effect. But, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, everything's just, like, uh, crashing down. And, yeah, this really just gross, like, moldy mushroom thing uh, just, like, pierces through one of his antlers. Um, and it just looks really gross. Um, it gets everywhere. Um, he doesn't seem to notice too much, but it just is a really nasty sight. He brings his arms back and he starts to charge another thing. Uh, it looks very different, though. This time, instead of this, like, dark black and green uh, image, it's, like, this weird pale red um, as it starts to bring something else into fruition. So, Abel, uh, what would you like to do? I want to stop whatever it is you're doing. Okay. Would like to maybe distract him, kind of. Okay. By, like, attacking him with vines, sort of trying, like, wrapping it around him. Make a charisma throw with, uh, or a charisma check, sorry, with disadvantage. Eight. I got a natural 20. Uh, so you send these vines, um, out from the ground and, uh, like, wrapping him very violently, um, in this, uh, in, like, this trap of, uh, vines. Uh, but, um, 
something very strange happens. You notice that they just kind of like, even though they're like, they're crushing all around him, uh, they pull uh, inwards and they just kind of like squish together. Um, like it, it, it's almost like you were wrapping it around a curtain. Like it just like, it just pushes around and this, this whole cloak of feathers thing, uh, there's really like nothing under it. So there's nothing to grab. Uh, so when you do that, it doesn't, it almost like, like he doesn't even notice. It literally just like ruffles his feathers. Um, but as you're, um, as you are all doing that, Victor holds out Tankalpa, uh, the floating head. When you see, when you see Victor, uh, I will just say he looks kind of off. Like there's something about him that, uh, looks very different, but it's hard to tell in this light. But anyway, see this happening and, um, Victor uh, is holding this this mummified head, um, and he says, "All right, villain, do your worst. I have your slayer right here." Um, and Saint Calpus is like, "Ah, uh, yeah. Um, uh, try this on for size." Um, and he um, opens his mouth, and you just see these runes being carved into the air out of just like this kind of magical property. Um, and it's a rune you've never seen before, uh, but. Uh, it just shoots like this powerful gust of wind at the, the priest, um, and it just kind of like uh, pushes him like into a wall, um, and the whole being just like uh, crashes against it and kind of like has like, a whiplash uh, effect very briefly um, before like uh, coming back um, up. But uh, it is knocked prone uh, against this wall, so um, that happens. And then also. Um, uh, or no, not also, just Azahi, uh, it's your turn, what do you do? Can I use... Corrosive Flame? Go for it. Ooh! Dirty 20. Hell yeah! Um, <laughs> yeah, so that beat me real bad, uh, so go ahead and roll the damage for that. Five damage, and... Four every after- every turn after that. Okay, dope. Uh, so it immediately just like burns a hole uh, through, uh, it, 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 it like, it hits its bony like vertebrae that's in there um, and just starts to corrode him. Um, and he just starts going like <laughs> And his like weird little like power thing that he was charging uh, dissipates. Um, and instead he just plunges his arm uh, directly into the earth and everything starts to shake, but not in like an earth tremory kind of way. But uh, everything around you, all this like weird fungus and stuff like that, uh, just starts to sway violently and just, like jiggle uh, all around you. Um, and everybody, make a Constitution saving throw. Seven. Twelve. Five. Okay. Ten. So I rolled a two. And, uh, yeah, it's just a whole bunch of jiggly mushrooms. It doesn't do a ton. Uh, like, the whole world, sh the, like, it feels like the whole world is shaking. But, uh, you're all able to kind of keep your ground. Um, and the, he just kind of rips his arms out from the ground, or arm, uh, out from the ground. So, um, before we go any further, uh, P, uh, looks, uh, at all of you, um, and pulls out a, uh, like a, like a long bastard sword. He's like... All right, quick question. Would any of y'all recognize or define this 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 weird antler dude as a god? Yes, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Very much so, yes. Yeah. So would you say that if I wreck shop on this guy, I could be a god killer? 
Absolutely. <laughs> Without <laughs> All right then. 100%. Uh, so she uh yeah, so she has her sword. She just starts running towards uh towards this being. Um and you can see even though her sister Monica, the bird, isn't here. Uh, you just see the same exact sensation that you, uh, saw before. Um, uh, during the fight, Azaki, you'll remember that her, she just kind of grew a little bit. Her hair seems to grow longer, uh, like, both, like, her hair on her head and also just her body hair just started to, like, grow very quickly. Her eyes went red and her teeth got longer. Uh, and you just see her go into this bestial rage. Even though the source of uh, her sister's phantasm doesn't seem to be anywhere near. Uh, she goes into this rage and it, her, the sword looks like a dagger in her hands, kind of. I mean, like a, like a long dagger, but a dagger nonetheless. Um, and she just, like rushes uh, this being uh, and cuts down uh, like entire lower half of feathers um, and revealing ultimately nothing. Uh, but, um, like, she cuts it down so it's just this weird, like, skeletal torso. Like, just, like, the rib, like, the upper section of a rib cage, the arms, and the skull. And now, it's missing, like, the, its entire, like, right forearm. So it's just, like, a left arm, a nub, um, a rib cage, and a skull, um, shrouded in necrotic energy. Um, and, uh, she is going to swing at it, and she rolled a natural 20. So, uh, P is going to strike it down very hard, um, searing energy through it, um, cutting down, like, another arm off of this being. It, like, uh, just, like, screeches in pain. It just goes, like, <laughs> and, um, it, uh, flies, uh, over to the other side of the room. Um, and P is still in this, uh, uh, rage state, um, and she does, let's see, uh, 12, uh, damage to it, uh, on that attack, and then an additional, uh, 7 damage, um, due to her rage. So, um, she, what is that? 19, yeah, so she does 19 damage to this being, um, and, uh, cleaves, uh, its second arm off. So, uh, you see this happen. Um, and, uh, uh, Asa, it is your turn. What would you like to do? Can I do a Leonard card at its head? Yes. Uh, so go ahead and roll charisma for me. Fourteen. Fourteen. Okay. That is successful. So it, uh, pierces, uh, into its skull and just explodes, uh, and it descends this, like, powerful light green wave and light throughout the entire cavern. Um, it's, uh, it's actually very similar to when you did this to, uh, the, the, um, the Abjured, like, the ultimate, like, weird Krampus figure that you saw, uh, before coming into town. Um, uh, this huge, like, necrotic energy flows outwards, and the, um, the skeleton of this creature, uh, just crashes to the ground. Uh, the bones go everywhere, and the skull just topples forward. Um, and it lands at Panera's feet. It, like, it just looks directly into your soul. Um, and it just says, I will, uh, uh, I will kill everyone. I will see to it that your entire, that, that, that your party, that your friends, that they all die, and, 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 and that, and that the, the, the villains of your world will win, 
what you give me, your remaining life force, so that I may, uh, so, so that I may return and feel rejuvenation. And if you do not do this, I, 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 I will, I will strike them down. Says the being, uh, before you, and, um, Bread Bull just looks at you. Mistress, how should we finish this? Um... Doesn't P want to become the god killer? <laughs> he is like, oh, I'll, I will happily take the duty off your hands, but I mean, I do think you should get to choose. Um, I want to give you permission to use a bread bowl. Oh, okay then. Uh, so she rushes forward and Miss uh, um and uh, bread bowl's like, wait, uh, what? Um, uh, and before uh bread bowl can react, uh, she has like jumped uh through the air, rips the sword out of your hand, does this like like space jam style like flip and dunk through the air and just like slams the sword on the ground um like very hard um and even though you're in this weird like squishy environment you still just hear like this loud slam uh come down from the uh weight of the sword um and it just like shatters the skull of this being you just see like a wave of like bright green flame just like slice through uh the room around you and it like literally just like cuts a huge entrance uh, or like a huge opening um through one of the walls that would be big enough for like seven people to get through at once um and i'm not just saying that number because there's seven uh there's seven people that need to get through but also because it's a big 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 hole uh that has just opened up in the wall and the creature the priest is no more so uh that happens and you successfully defeated this being what do you do so we were promised treasure mm -hmm. can i just hug panera go for it i'm gonna hug panera i i like file to her and i i hug her and i start yelling at her really angrily because like you are not allowed to do that panera how do you respond <laughs> you are not allowed to do that and don't act like you don't know what i'm talking about you are not allowed to sacrifice yourself for the rest of us all right so i would like to stand like really awkwardly in the hug and just be like okay you're not gonna do it maybe. again, right? Me, yes, me. No, sure. no, you say no. No, 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 no. You're not allowed to do that. Okay. Yeah. You don't gotta. You don't gotta worry about the rest of us like this. We're strong. We can take care of ourselves, and we and you know we have to look out for each other. We can't look out for each other if we're dead, Panera. Uh, yeah. For me. Put a hand on your heart, or be your okay. heart. Raise your other hand and say, I, Panera, whatever your last name is, swear to never sacrifice myself ever again. I, Panera, whatever my last name is, <laughs> swear to, uh, to never sacrifice myself ever again. Unless it is a need. <laughs> no, 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 no. 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 So, um... While you are all figuring this out, um, you can see um, uh, Victor uh, standing in the corner, 
uh, where, um, the, the priest died, um, and he's holding, um, Sankalpa in his arm, or er, in his, uh, hand, kind of like a lantern, um, and, uh, you can see Sankalpa is doing some kind of ritual above, uh, the head, um, and he just, like, seals this, like, large, uh, um, pentagram, uh, over him that you, you would, uh, you would probably recognize because magic is prominent in this world. It is a pentagram of fire, um, a banishing one. And so when he does this, um, uh, like this, like, wave of fire surrounds the skull, um, or the remnants of it and just fades into the ground. Um, and Sankalpa's like, all right, uh, well, that, that should do it. Um, uh, last time I banished his soul into the earth. Uh, but that was more accessible than I thought it would be. So now, uh, I banished his soul into fire. Uh, so instead of being stuck in a tree, he's gonna be stuck in the spirit of every single fire ever. Um, which sounds pretty horrible to me. I'd hate that. Um, and I, I think he'll hate it too, for eternity. Um, so let's, let's, let's hope nobody can enter fire and make a contract with a demon. Um, and at the, the words of that, uh, P is just like, wait, demon? So wait, is that, does that mean it's not a god? It's a demon? It's a demon god. Yeah. Even better than a regular god. Man, that, that is, that is, I'm just trying to think, I mean, P the demon slayer? I, I don't know, it's, I don't know. I'll think How about it. P no, the if, demon if, god if, slayer? Ooh. ooh, ooh, has a nice ring to it, adds a little bit of that, that... Pizzazz. Like, it's not it's just good. not just any regular old god. It's a demon god. You know what? I'll think on it. Um, and uh, you can see her visibly thinking. She gets into the pose of like the sculpture, the thinker, um, and is just yeah. like sitting on the ground or just squatting. There's nowhere to sit, so she just squats on the ground and like puts her uh, fist to her chin um, and begins to brainstorm very hard. Um, and um, you can see uh, Victor. Uh, now that um, light has restored a little bit to this uh, chamber, you see what was wrong with him. Um, and you can see that Victor's hair is no longer brown, uh, and you can see that his skin is no longer, like, smooth. Uh, his entire body is wrinkly, um, and his hair is gray, and it looks like he's aged about 50 years. Um, do any of you say anything? Victor? Yeah. What's up? Yeah, um, uh, no nothing's up. I'm fine. Are you, have you looked in a mirror? Mm, no. You look? Uh, every time I look in a mirror, it ends up broken. Oh, well, uh, <laughs> you look not young anymore. Cutie, man. It really takes a toll on you. How did this happen? I, I made a deal. Y yeah. What? For what? I, what? I made a deal with that priest um i made a deal to be reunited with all of you in exchange for my life force um he gave oh. he gave me two options um he he showed me my life and how no one had ever loved me or trusted me or wanted to spend longer than 10 minutes around me 
probably because of my horrible personality. Um, but uh, he showed me my entire life, which I guess was uh, my worst nightmare. Um, and he showed me that Catherine Linton Linton, Catherine Linton, Catherine Linton Linton, Catherine Linton, Catherine Linton Linton, Catherine Linton, Catherine Linton Heathcliff didn't love me either. And apparently she was just after the family fortune. But as I established in episode four, we were cousins, so she would have gotten it anyway. But that's not the point. The point is, um, when he showed me all of these people hating me, uh, you all showed up in these visions the least. And I figured that that meant you all have hated me the least out of anyone else I have ever interacted with. So I was given the choice, which was give half of my life uh, to be made um, into something that people would love or give 100% of my life um, to make everyone who had ever hated me uh, suffer great consequences. So I asked for a third option, which was to give half of my life to be reunited with you. Um, and he took it, and then we beat his ass. So, yeah. Can I... <laughs> I, I go over and I give him a big ol' hug. He hugs you back. I, I pat him on the head. Yeah. You know, Why do you... I want you to know, Victor, that I never hated you. I was kind of grossed out by you a little bit, but I never hated you. Yes? Re really? <laughs> yeah. You were an odd little man, but, like, I'm also kind of weird, so... He, yeah, he just he just starts crying, um, and he looks very happy, um, and he also just gets an unfortunately timed boner um, that's just really rock <laughs> hard, just just showing down there. Um, it's it's real big. I it's I unhug him. <laughs> I unhug him. Like, my hand is on his shoulder. I, I keep my hand on his shoulder, but I unhug him. <laughs> Understandable. Um, and he <laughs> just kind of like uh, starts doing that thing where. He just starts, like, trying to press on his pants like he's under a desk to, to get that thing to go down. But, Please, uh, oh, oh, God. <laughs> uh, it is fighting back. Uh, anyway, um, you see um, uh, P hands uh, Red Bull back to you, Panera. Um, and she's just like, this is a really good sword. I mean, it does most of the work for you, honestly. Like, I, I, I honestly, I did not roll that high. I didn't think, but... uh. This sword did a lot. Uh, so <laughs> I, I attribute my 17 to this real sick sword, Bread Bowl. So, you know, thank you for letting me wield him. Um, and he's returned to you. And he's like, Mistress, um, I, I'm so glad to be back with you. Oh, I, I'm glad to be back with you too. I, I went through a trial of my own with the worm, with the priest, all that. I saw something horrible. Would you like to talk about it? I, I suppose I would. I envisioned a world where, while I was trapped and stuck in a wardrobe, um, you were 
were with someone, um, you were with someone else, um, and they were just stunning, and they were so attractive, and they, and they had arms, and they had legs, and they had a head and lips that you could kiss, and they had a lot of things that I didn't have. Um, that seemed like very cool, good things to have if you want to have a romantic relationship with someone. And you, it, in, this, in this, again, it was a vision. It was just really scary. Uh, in this vision, um, you was so happy and you were so happy that you forgot about me and you were with this other person and it was like you loved them. And... <laughs> Well, I mean, you have limbs, right? I have, have two of them. Yes, but you still have them. That's true. And even though they're tiny, they're still kissable, of course. <laughs> and you, you, you have a head. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. So you are just as lovely as anyone else. Thank you, mistress. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna kiss his little forehead. Aw, okay. Yeah. Uh, so you do that, um, and you give him a little kiss. Um, and he's like, and I, I knew that it couldn't have been true because I know that if, if you ever did want to, to see anyone else or, or, um, or, um, you know, have a romantic encounter, of course, I, I know that you would have, you know, either communicated that with me beforehand, uh, of course, or, um, or, you know, you would have immediately told me after, like, a healthy, um, cool, open relationship kind of thing. So I know, of course, that the other vision wasn't true, but it's very reassuring to hear that you, um, you, that you, that you love me, if that's, if that's what you said, I, I but if that, or if that's what you meant. Well, I do, in fact, love you, <gasps> but I am going to tell you that that did happen. <gasps> yeah. Uh, roll a charisma check. A f- 20, get? unnatural 20. A natural 20, okay. Uh, an unnatural 20. Oh, an un- okay, still good. Yeah. Uh, so, um, <laughs> he just looks at you, um, and he just says, uh, Miss, mistress, um, thank, thank you for telling me about that. Um, who, who was, who was this person? Oh, why, I mean, a Bernie Sanders. Oh. Mm. Yeah. Well, I can't exactly blame you. Uh, <laughs> well, just... Let, but you, you can. I mean, I do and a little you bit. Can take, you can take all the time in the world to process your feelings. Okay. I I think I will. But I, I'm not mad at you or anything. Um, just... Maybe, maybe we should just communicate it a little better next time. Probably. We can, we can just... We, yeah. I mean, we're, we're good. We're good for each other, right? You rolled a 20. We're fine. <laughs> it's okay. Well, I mean, we might need help. You... you I mean, sorry. You don't... Um, you don't think we're good for each other? We need work. Yes. Because 
I I took a while to tell you, and I shouldn't have. I should have told you right away. So, uh, while uh, you two are working out your relationship, marital problems, I don't know your relationship completely, <laughs> um, while you're working that out, um, uh, in a way that's very cool and good, um, uh, you all start to feel this rumbling sensation. Um, and it feels like the entire room around you uh, is just violently trying to eject you. Um, like it has food poisoning and you are in a stomach. Um, so all around you, uh, the room just starts to fill with bile as these mushrooms just kind of decay very quickly. Um, and this, um, like this like black liquid uh, just starts to like ooze from every uh, surface. Um, and P is like, hey, uh, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to break up, like, the reunion, but, uh, there's a huge, uh, entrance that I tore out of the, the, the wall of this thing, and I think we should just run through it and see where it leads before we, uh, all die and stuff. Does that sound good? Sounds like the best plan ever. Okay, uh, so as you all start running, and as you, uh, are being, um, pushed through this tunnel, uh, or, or, or just not really being pushed through this tunnel. As you're running through this tunnel, uh, you uh, keep moving, and yeah, it's just like a constant like wave of mushrooms, uh, like all around you. Um, and the uh, the pool of bile that was collecting in that room starts to become a flood, um, and soon like everything around you is damp, um, and then everything around you uh, you would say is wet, and that wetness becomes like um, a like. Like it is slowly becoming something you are wading through uh, to get uh, to make any progress, slowing you down immensely. Um, and then, uh, as you're running, um, when you look behind you, you see this huge wave of black ichor just like flowing extremely fast uh, through uh, this tunnel, um, just kind of like pushing you forward. Uh, like that once that like that one part towards the beginning of flushed away um, where the sewer water is uh, pushing the rat around um, that's y'all uh, but replace sewer with um, tunnel of mushrooms and replace sewer water with mysterious like tar like fluid um, and it's just pushing you violently through this whole section um, and it uh, pushes you through this tunnel very fast um, until you see a light, and when you pass through this light, you, um, appear, sp like, sputtering out like a, um, like a fountain, almost, or like a garden hose, um, through, uh, the top of this hole. Uh, it's the same hole that you entered this entire scenario from, um, and you shoot out... You can look down. When you look down, um, you are being pushed up like uh, by this like black like water, basically. That's now raining down upon uh, the maze, uh, this labyrinth that you entered in, um, and you are now uh, back in like an er like an earth. Uh, you are back uh, on, or I wouldn't say on land because you're all in the sky, um, but uh, this water just pushes you all forward. Um, and you can kind of see everyone just look super surprised who are in the stands. Um, it doesn't feel like 
a moment has passed since y'all left. Um, the only thing that feels different is, um, Panera, you are still older. Um, you are still um, about 25 years older than you were before. And Victor, of course, is still 50 years older. But um, in terms of like wounds and damage, you all seem relatively okay. Um, and you all are pushed outward this tunnel and you uh, slowly descend uh, as the water pressure kind of dies down. Um, and you're just like on this huge like geyser of fluid and it just slowly descends down like a JRPG and you land on the ground uh, near the hole that you entered. Um, and the entire labyrinth, the walls of it, just start to descend into the ground slowly. Um, and probably for the first time in the competition's history uh, has the maze ever been beaten. Um, and definitely for the first time uh, has anyone ever escaped this tunnel with their lives. Um, and so the maze has finished descending and everyone around you is watching in complete and utter shock. Uh, everyone in the stands, everyone in the bleachers, um, and everyone um, in front of you uh, who uh, is uh, at the throne. Uh, that's like the monk, that's Jubilex, uh, that's Alvarez, um, and also dangling from a pole uh, is Sildar Hallwinter, who is uh, tied up, um, and he's out of it. He's unconscious, but um, everyone else is like in shock, and you just see Jubilex um, like... Uh, just kind of, like, tries to make eye contact and, like, flash a thumbs up. Um, and the monk is like, Oh my god! What? Are you serious? Oh, god damn it. We have, we owe them money. Um, and Alvarez is just like, Okay. Alright. Huh. So I guess I'll just kill them later, I guess. Um, and anyway, uh, you have completed the maze and you've beat the labyrinth. You look, uh, behind you around, um, and there is, um, the body of, uh, okay, one second, aside. Uh, did y'all kill the Minotaur? Yeah, y'all killed the Minotaur, right? Yeah. You killed the Minotaur. Yeah, I and threw you... a whistle at yeah. him and he yeah. choked and died. Oh, okay, yeah. cool, cool. So, Didn't um, when, uh, as the, as the maze is finished descending, you see the, um, body of uh, Medusa now uh, turned to stone. Like, it's like a headless statue that's on the ground. Um, you see the uh, corpse of a um, of uh, the Minotaur. And you see these uh, presumed sirens uh, in the corner. Like, the, their little weird bathtub thing, uh, made out of stones, is still there, but the maze is gone, and they just, like, look around, and they just get up and they run, uh, like uh, kids, um, uh, it, like kids that were like trapped in a pool uh and now the pool is open or something like that i don't know uh weird metaphor but um uh, they just kind of run outwards um and they leave um and then uh you also see uh you, you you all didn't get to this part of the maze but you see just a whole gigantic sphinx that's just like sitting there um just like awkwardly kind of looking around um at all of you and then at everyone in the bleachers and then like at her surroundings and she just like takes off and flies away um and um everyone just starts cheering uh like even if they hated you uh it doesn't matter what their relationship to you was beforehand they're all just like yeah whoa all right uh because frankly that is the best show that they have seen um in their entire lives 
Um, and uh, everyone's clapping. Even some of the soldiers of the church are clapping uh, before getting um, uh, immediately like um, looked at by the monk. Um, and the monk is like, well, all right. Um, I guess we owe you some money, don't we? Yeah, a lot. All right. Uh, well, huh. I did. All right. Uh, so let's figure out this deal together. Well, uh, the rules of the competition say that each winner gets uh, a prize of their choosing, and it can be anything uh, that they uh, see, anything from the monastery's treasury. So um, that can be a lot of things, I suppose. Um, but uh, what would y'all want? What what do y'all want? We were that informed. There was a special ring here. What ring? What do you mean? You know which ring I'm talking about. The special ring. Asa, your attention is uh, caught by this ring uh, that's being worn by the monk himself. Uh, it is this like small golden, uh, it's like a small golden band um, and it has the shape of a moose's like head. Um, on the center of it, uh, and that, like, the, the shape is, like, carved into a ruby, um, and that ruby is split into, like, like, perfectly into, uh, so it's, like, both halves of his head, um, and, uh, Sankalpa, uh, who's being held by Victor, is like, that, that's the ring! That's the, that, oh my god, that's the ring of Hawthor! That's, that's the thing! That, those are the Shias of, the, the, the Shias of fate! We have to get it! Um, and, um, he's like, um, okay, how about this? What if, instead of that very specific thing that I really, really would not want, uh, to be gotten, um, how about we give you 50,000 gold pieces? How about we pin you down and have you stare into the cold, soulless eyes of Medusa? What about what about your friend Sildar? What about his life? Um, and Sildar is hanging there, um, and he kind of uh, wakes up a little bit, and he's like, "Oh, I'm fine. Yeah, don't don't y'all worry about me. As soon as, soon as I get this blindfold off, like they're dead. Actually, you know, I need to see my my powers. But as soon as I get it off, uh, you know, I'm good. So do not do not do anything at my account. Um, she's like, um, okay. Well, um, hmm. Please, anything else? Please." anything wait so do we all get something individually or is it like we have to all get something together as a group okay um if you want the ring i'll give you the ring but it counts as everybody's thing but if you all want different things i can make that happen as long as it's not the ring oh that doesn't sound fair well yeah, we can always take the ring with his hand i have an idea what what if what? we Take your position as monk and ruler, and then command you to give us the ring. You want the ring so bad? Fine. Um, and he uh, just pulls it off his finger and throws it at the ground. But the moment that he pulls it off his finger, you see this powerful surge of energy 
float through the space that you're all in. From his finger, uh, as he pulls it off, this huge wave of blue light just goes everywhere. What you feel uh, is that this wave of light uh, just it bursts through everything um, around you and just into the into the sky, into the air, and it feels like it has gone somehow all around the world of fantasy America, and that everyone has felt and seen this powerful blue light. Once it happens, um, you all see something, something very strange. Uh, you are in the point of view of somebody, a, a being that you have not ever encountered. And this is to all of you, all of you just see this vision. Um, this being uh, appears only about four feet tall um, and uh, has very, like, just very strange proportions, uh, but appears at least, yeah, definitely human. It feels very human. Um, and um, it is gathered around this circle, this large pit uh, in, in the middle of a maze, in the middle of this labyrinth. Um, and uh, you see uh, there is this cult procession, like a being uh, full of masked individuals. Uh, uh, they all have, or not masked, sorry, hooded individuals. They all are in these dark robes, and they all um, and it's like covering everyone's faces. Um, and the uh, figures um, are all chanting around this pit, and they are all uh, casting this like powerful banishment pentagram uh, around the Whole. Um, and when it happens, uh, when they are done, uh, they're singing out this like powerful, like throaty song, um, and they um, have banished something, something very powerful. And uh, they are all gathered around, uh, well, they're gathered around the hole, but uh, two of them um, uh, look towards you, uh, or towards your uh, point of view. Um, and everyone else besides you three sit down um and well like they sit down in like a cross-legged formation um and one of them just begins to speak and just says it is now time to wipe the minds of everyone including the being that we just banished are you okay with that and the other being uh or the other person uh just says that's right once you put on this ring, and he holds it up, um, you will no longer be a slave to the world. Once you do this, we will make everyone forget the tyranny of this being. Do you understand that? Um, and you just hear this voice coming from where you are, um, and it just says, Yes! Yes, I understand that completely! Um, and the uh, figure hands him this ring, um, and uh, the, uh, the figure on the left, uh, the other figure who wasn't just talking, um, it's just uh, says, um, not even you will remember what you did. You will have your mind completely wiped of everything related to the war. The other figure says, and that is your entire life. You spent hours, days, months, and years of your life defending us protecting us against the worm. We have finally defeated it. But the only path to complete 
Salvation is for you to put on this ring, and when you put on the ring, no one will ever remember. Is that clear? And the figure takes off their hood, they pick up the ring, they look directly into that ruby, and you see the reflection um, of the monk's face uh, in your point of view. And it just says, yes, I understand completely. And he puts it on, um, and all of you wake up uh, back in your visions. Um, and you will all just have this strange knowledge. Um, and the monk uh, like wakes up and he's like, oh, oh my, where am I? What, what is all this? Um, and uh, he is just looking around um, and you all feel the entire earth start to shake. Um, and he just says, where's the ring? Where, where is it? Where's the ring? Um, and the ring is down uh, by the ground. Everyone is freaking out. Even Alvarez and Jubilex are like kind of panicking in this moment. Um, and uh, you can see uh, this, the hole, the, uh, the pit, uh, which we will be referring to as the wormhole, uh, start to expand. It just starts to like, like, uh, like this cataclysmic event that just happens around it. It's like an earthquake, just increasing its size, uh, tearing through the earth. Um, this all happens. The world is shaking. Uh, all of you um, have landed on the ground if you were standing. Um, and what happens next uh, is not going to be a super fun thing, but it will be something that is very revealing. Uh, you see this gigantic gray beast just lunge uh, from the earth. Almost like a train like passing by you uh but it's about four times four to five times as big as like a subway uh train uh definitely much longer um its entire body is gray uh and it just shoots out uh into this large it's like this large tube like being uh into the air you finally see its tail uh it, which is like a sharp point almost uh in comparison to the rest of the body uh you look up and you see this horrifying being uh the being appears to be uh various shades of gray and black uh its mouth um is just tentacles it, they are all also all varying shades of gray and black uh surround and they surround a large pit in the center of this creature's what you can presume to be a face um and it has thousands of eyes all around its body and this long like like these long black uh leathery wings and it looks directly at all of you um and just lets out a horrible horrible roar <laughs> It looks at you, um, the earth stops shaking, um, and it just seems to send waves of terror into everyone. Everyone starts running, everyone starts fleeing, uh, in every direction, and the person that you re recently knew as the monk just looks directly at you and just says, What in God's name have you done? And in this moment, 
Azahi, uh, you recognize something. You recognize that this creature um, is not a worm. At least, it's not a worm if you were to spell it W-O-R-M. But it is a worm if you were to spell it W-Y-R-M. I fucking knew it. Slices it uh, just clean in half, um, and the uh, beast just lets out a. <laughs> <coughs> that was really painful. Oh man! Sorry, I've been doing <laughs> for a while, and it just—it's taking a toll. So um, <clears throat> he screams real loud. <laughs>